Episode 34 Interview with a Vampire Part 2 Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten. And with that, I think we're ready to get back into it. So. Moving together, down the stairs and around into the taproom of the Blue Water Inn. You enter into the small, darkened space, finding there Adrian and Dag still remaining at the table. Now, Stefani as well, evidently having joined the others. Danica no more in sight, but you can hear the sound of footsteps and the occasional jangling of pans and pots from the side of the kitchen. It's quiet in here, and the Mardukovs give you nods of welcome as you enter. Uh, as you step, you step through the door, uh, Esmeralda glances toward uh, the last of you in line. All right, then, I presume we're good to go. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. She raises a hand and beckons to Ismark and Irina, who are standing a bit of a ways away, closer to the street. Ismark nods and begins turning, making his way there as Irina joins him, sheathing her rapier. Their faces flickering in the dim light of the torch. The three of them join you as you enter into the tap room. Well, kids, let's get some wine. Uh, and he starts to wave down Danica or Erwin, or whichever one is most available. You step over toward the kitchen, uh, doing your best to follow the sound of rearranging and find there uh, Danica kind of standing amidst the kitchen, a number of cleaned dishes and assorted uh, pots and other kitchen items kind of scattered across a uh, water-filled basin. She glances over toward you. Oh, um, I hope that everything went well. Uh, Erwin was able to uh, make sure that we kept an eye out for you while you were up there. Uh, yeah, uh, Metreon just kind of leans against the uh, the, the door frame uh, or the entryway frame, uh, kind of smiling and uh, taking on more of a a cutesy flirtatious posture with her but oh yeah love we're we're, we're keen uh but uh we would like a, a a drink or several if you uh wouldn't mind she nods all right i think i can uh, put something together there's not a very large amount left i presume we are well if you're going to want it now i hope it will be a good one. Oh yes we need it now but you know uh, right. at, at your own pace yeah of course. Uh, have some have some seats outside. They'll be out shortly. I'm just uh, finishing up some last-minute chores here. Oh, you're a goddess. Thank you. 
and you're able to return to the others. If you'd like, you can take your seats anywhere in the tap room. Yeah, we'll just find a, a table. I feel like we probably have like our usual table that we get. Yeah, I'd say we probably have most of the tables that we kind of shoved together to the one main family size table at the center of the room. Um, you can kind of take a seat on the end of that if you'd like, or you can try to find one that's kind of squeezed in the corner with maybe drag some chairs over. Let's drag it. Let's do the corner. It's more fun okay. that way. Okay. Let's bring so it in the corner. Kind of that's do that rude. restaurant thing where like you kind of take someone else's table that's empty and you're like, oh, is this taken? No. And then you'll just kind of take it without asking the wait staff, that sort of thing. Twice bitten, terrible house guests. There you go. Anyways, you're able to get settled in pretty nicely, I'd say. As you do, um, Irina glances up at each of you. So, that was a bit of a conversation, I presume. Is everything all right? No. But it's not something that's going to change, so I think we're just going to have to live with it. You see Esmeralda give you a cautious nod, but she looks like she's not uh, interested in pushing the issue at this exact moment. So then, what is the plan? Presumably, uh, uh, at least one of the things, and I don't know how many there were, but at least the ones that uh, I was able to track seems to be dead. Uh, where do we go from here? Well, we wanted to check out some of the places on, on the map that we decided, right? But I think we have to wait to see if um, Sir Grumpy Gill's upstairs is going to join us, right? Yeah, we gave him till tomorrow morning. So, but after that, I've got two thoughts about, what, or three, actually, about what we do next. There, we could go Casimir, his whole expedition. I told y'all about it. There's a possibility of knowledge of the bastard and all things associated with the bastard, which I think would be very nice. And of course, there's that dragon mansion. But I'd also like to take a look at the old town in the swamp, Berez. What was okay. that? I think we should prioritize locations where we know something might be. That's what I'm saying. They oh, are, are other things a tomb of a guild member, right? So, if we assume that, there's not many places here that could have tombs. Presumably one of them's a big-ass manor, but another might be, you know, a town that ain't there anymore. It's, it's a reasonable shout that there might be something underground after all that. Well, maybe overground. I mean, you know, there's a swamp. Sometimes you gotta build upwards, so maybe, yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's some ruins there we can check, I guess. Yeah, and also I have a, another motive, actually. We've, as has become abundantly apparent from our conversation, we don't actually know what this man, what the bastard can do. We have hints, some of them hard won, and he kind of scratches at his vampire bites, but magical capability, supernatural powers, we've got bits and pieces. And one thing we keep, I keep hearing in these stories about this place is that he wiped it out. Personally. Yeah, there was that. I'd like to know how he did that. Nobody I've talked to seems to know, but if I can see if, like, if he just chucked a few fireballs in there and called it a day, or if he pull, pulled down an earthquake or a meteor swarm to blot it off the map, then 
that gives us with very different paths forward if we know if he's just a vampire who happens to take a dabbling in magic or if he's or if we're going to be dealing with a goddamn archmage Lillison, who had been sitting a little bit apart from everybody else, pipes up a little bit. There is one thing. He expressed a disdain for those who delve too deeply into magic. I don't think he is an archmage, but... Amity, what was the name of that spirit that you dealt with most recently? Um, oh, oh you mean... Uh, Kazan. That's it. Do you think if we went back to the tower, you could find that spirit again? Um, it's possible. I mean, I can't guarantee anything, but it's it's definitely possible. He said that he had worked closely with Kazan. That, in fact, he had taken Kazan as some sort of... I don't know whether it was... An underling, an advisor, a, a vizier, but they had worked together on some partnership, perhaps not entirely equal, but we could learn a great deal more from him. Right. So the thing is, I mean, as far as I know so far, I can't really engage the spirits in conversation. I know what he looked like. And I know that he, well, had the power to give me the Blight spell. But I couldn't just start, you know, asking him friendly questions. Hmm. That, if this Strahd, if he knew this man, then there's a reasonable chance Casimir might have heard of him. He seemed very well-read. And he was, you know, he's been alive as long as Strahd's been conquering longer. There's a real chance he might have heard of the guy. Oh, speaking of Casimir, he told you about some place that he wanted to go to as well. Yeah. Did it sound like it have any tombs? What did he tell you? Not much. I didn't get a lot out of him. He was being very cagey, but there was a big thing about it being like a reservoir of forbidden knowledge that had a connection to how Strahd became a vampire. Well, Wait. Uh, maybe... And this is just me off the top of my head, but maybe there was some kind of guild there. Like maybe, maybe there's a guild of, of mages or something like that. Uh, something, you know. How else would you got knowledge from from there? I wouldn't be surprised. If if that's if that's there, then that might also have info on like what he can do as a vampire. That seems just as important as the swamp. Ah, I suppose. Yeah, no, that. I do, uh, I am a little worried about it, though. He, I don't think he was telling me everything. He seemed a little too eager. Like he hadn't found anyone who was willing to do this before. Then maybe we don't take him. I, I don't know where, the, I don't know where this is. Well, I mean, I'm sure he can get the information. And, you know, maybe he I, can even lead us a bit up there and then, you know, whack him on the head. He's a spellcaster. I'm not risking that. Also, I'm not hurting him. He's a good man. I mean, how good can he be if he's trying to get up there? As good as us? 
Fair point. I mean, if he's that eager, we could just ask him to be less cagey um, in order for us to go, maybe zone of truth him a little if we uh, <laughs> think he's trying to pull the wool over our eyes. It, it would be good to ask some questions, but I think y'all are right. It's a good thing to pursue. Although I guess... Hmm. Yeah, that does lead us into... At what point do we... Well, once we've gotten all the items, obviously. But I guess what once that happens... What happens then? Um, let me take a look at the prophecies. No, like I, I remember. I'm just like, do we just walk up to the castle? That might not be the worst idea. You're going to need to well, elucidate on that one. Going to need a what? Gonna need to elucidate on that one. Well, I think that we have many other, much better plans to pursue first, but if I can keep this charade going long enough, perhaps I can just walk into the castle, perhaps even bringing all of you as pretend prisoners or something. Well, it's a better plan than a frontal assault. I mean, he also keeps on visiting us, so we could, like we said, play dumb until we think we can get him during one of his visits. Right, yeah, like, Dr. Van Richten said something about him being having power in his home. If we can catch him out in the open with a minimum of whatever, only whatever guards or monsters he can bring with him, that might have a significantly higher chance of success. I'm sure he'd expect it. Up a hand at that. Uh, actually, it's funny you should say that was my original plan before I met up with all of you. I thought he was coming to the Abbey and was trying to set up a, uh, an arcane circle to trap him there. Um, but beyond that, I think one thing that uh, might be considered if uh, it is the castle we are discussing Madame Ava's foretelling did explicitly place one item of fortune within the castle, amidst the ruins of a place of supplication, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, supplications for, like, what? Worship, right? Indeed. I cannot say exactly uh, where it might be. Perhaps it is uh, some form of religious area I was in. But um, importantly, if we wish to retrieve this item, then we will have to decide, are we doing that as a means of stealing it from beneath his nose? Are we doing that as part of an assault? How, and if the latter, how long do we think that we will have to find and make use of this, whatever it is, before he finds us or before we enter into battle? Not I, mean, that I would like to find knowledge in the place of my enemy's greatest power and then Improvise my way from there. Well, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? I mean, I only intend on going there once, and hopefully come out once. But same here. 
But I mean, there's something to be said about getting information on him, and well, I don't know. It just oh. don't sit right with me, though. Maybe that can be a last resort. I I hesitate to go in there before we're ready. Actually, we have another prediction, which is where we can find him. Um, and it says, he lurks in the darkness where the morning light once shone a sacred place. Do you think that might actually be the same place as the ruins of a place of supplication? Because it sounds very similar. Yeah, it do. I mean, oh, that's... A, no. It, yeah, if, if, if... I mean, if he's gotten info like that, if that's what Ava said, then we ain't got no chance getting in there. Esmeralda looks exceptionally glum. Rovia did once worship the Morning Lord. Um, and if the morning light once shone there, it's reasonable to presume that supplication might have taken place in the place where the morning light once shone. So this last thing that we would need is potentially guarded personally by him. So we'd have to fight to get it anyway. At which point it's kind of a moot, kind of moot, ain't it? Exactly. That's not really something we can sneak in and get out and avoid the fight. I mean, it's not our decision to make, right? It's, It's foretold. Right, no, of course, I think that... But that depends on what Ava foretold us then. Does she mean that we get it when we fight him? Or is there a way to sort of loosely interpret prophecy? Or is it like a reward? You know, once we... once we, any veteran uh, makes like the slashing motion across his throat. Uh, well, it could be the return of the sun to the land, right? Maybe that's the ultimate thing to prevent him from coming back, right? Is is the sun returning if we if we take him down? Esmeralda shakes her head. The foretelling spoke of history, knowledge of the ancient to help us understand our enemy. I do not believe that we would find much use in a saying in understanding our enemy if he has already been struck down. But so, yeah, but I mean if if that's something he would want to keep gardening, it sounds like what from what Abe was saying, he's got it on lock. And it's personal to him. Um, like, uh, why would he keep his secrets, though? Like, I i mean, I obviously keep your secrets, but guarding them like that, 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 we already have the weapon that can kill vampires, so what else is that important that he would personally guard it? Well, you know, Vanity, you know, wants to maybe keep a record of things that he's accomplished and, you know, likes to revisit it from time to time to realize that the rest of his life is wasted. Like a dream journal or something. Like a like an aspiration board. Yeah, maybe it's like a, you know, notebook full of, like, uh, affirmations, daily affirmations, you know. Well, he was Do already you... willing to give Lilith some information about being a vampire, right? Vaguely, but maybe something like that, but written down? I mean, Lil could probably get some of that just through talking to him, right? I could try, but do you think he is aware that he would be guarding this thing? Perhaps he is completely unaware that there is something that is in the same room that he is foretold to be in that we might use against him. The last one didn't seem like it was, seemed like it had been lost for a very long time. It's not a bad point. Yeah. And, you know, people like that with those grand castles, they don't know what's in each room or what's going on under their nose. So maybe someone else had information on him. Someone who didn't make it out of the castle with it. 
but it's there waiting to be found. Stuck in a diff, stuck it behind a disused pew or something. Well, maybe, maybe it's. Even... Oh no! Go ahead, Matron. No, I was just gonna say. You know, maybe it's uh, the you know the fact that I'm emotionally wrecked and uh, questionable in my decision making. Uh, but I mean, if Lil has access to him, and if Lil, you're saying what you're saying is true, and you know you're gonna stab us in the back, the rest of you have power to conceal yourselves, to to make yourselves unseen. I mean, it may be a huge fucking gamble, but I mean, maybe little you you try to coordinate something, and you know, some of us come along. I would imagine he'd be able to see through that, but even if he can't, it's it's not a bad idea. At the very least, Lillison, if you were to go to Castle for some meeting with him or whatever creepy study session he has in mind, you could at least try to remember things and, and maybe draw diagrams when you get back or, or you know, um, take notes or something. What did cross my mind? For now, he wants reports delivered to his children of the night, he said, but... Well, you're a good liar. You just write some shit up and, you know, hand them off to a bat and that's that. You know, it doesn't have to be the, you know, factual. Yeah, but tonight's got to have a, a grain of truth or he'll know the game's up immediately. Look, I know what everyone's going to say. I think she should tell him about the Sun Sword. Why? Well, we have to assume that he already knows that we have it. And this would be something that we'd want to keep from him. But what better way to gain his trust than to tell him about our ace in the hole? It'll make it easier to swallow any other lies. And what he doesn't have to know is that we're going after other things to take him down. This isn't the only thing. Yeah, but once he knows, he's that's, that's something he can exploit. I mean, you know, he don't even have to use Lil to get it. He could charm one of us to try and snatch it off you. He could send a couple of giant wolves and have them pin you down while Bat snatches it. You know, no, that's the thing. Kiva, you immediately feel a burning sense of irritation and raw defiance, kind of a sullen, I'd like to see you try sensation from the Sun Sword. Yeah, she, she sticks to her guns and she says, no, I, I think that's a risk that I'm personally willing to take as the one that the Sun Sword seems to have this bond with and I I think it's worth it because that's the ultimate giveaway right if I was in his position for Lillison to explain that to me it also gives us a good reason to act like we don't trust her anymore something to to keep up that facade that she's not really in with us even if she is and like I said, it'll make those lies easier to swallow if if she does give away this one very big truth. And if we're controlling the truth that he gets, we still have our hand on the wheel. It's, he almost certainly knows of it already. I we... watched a bat fly in and tell him of the battle that all of you had waged while he was in there with me. Then he knows. We let it up in the middle of the street. It's it's done. That cow's out. Right, oh, so I gosh. think it's 
it's a good thing to say it, and maybe not who it's bonded to, although I'm sure he'd find that obviously enough or probably know about it, but I do think that in your report tonight, Lil, it should say that we had a fight, that we tried to zone of truth you and maybe it failed, that you were able to deceive us and because we were so weak after this battle that that we were vulnerable and, and believed your story, but that there is still mistrust and that you have this information about the Sun Sword, and, and I'm sure you could spin this elegantly and deceptively, and it does give us a, a small upper hand. And glances around. Um, are people still like keeping watch outside? Mm, no. No. No, they came in. By this point, everyone's kind of made their way inside. I mean, you're not sitting immediately adjacent to a window, and all the windows are boarded up tight anyway. Um, but yeah. Lilissa nods, and then she stands up, and she says, This sounds like something I can do. Um, look, a, a few of you come outside with me. Um yell at me a bit, I will storm off up to the room and start uh, writing something um, by myself, and the rest of you may do as you wish. We need to sell this. We need to make this convincing. So, look, Erthwin, dear, you're, you're like trying to be a peacekeeper, right, or Amity? Maybe I, I try to attack Lillison and it goes outside. Yeah, I can scream at you if you want. I, I can... I've got something to draw upon. Okay. So, um... And I'm assuming this conversation has been sort of hushed, uh, not, like, out loud, that there is a reason. Oh, yeah, y'all are looking sketchy as fuck. You're, like, it's murmuring, okay. you're whispering We're at trying times. To be so, yeah. so Kiva will take her wine glass and throw it in Lillison's face and stand up and, like, throw her chair back away from the table and just say, you fucking snake! Lillison looks honestly taken aback and like just wipes at her face and stares back at her. This was your plan all along to sell us out to that fucking Wachter woman just so you could get what get laid. Is that what this is? Is that what this is about? Just a power fantasy for you? Look, if there was anybody here who is driven by getting laid, I do not think that it would be me. It would be me. Let's take this outside. You watch us getting up from the table already. Uh, Dag is making his way over, looking concerned. Hey, hey, is everything all right over here? Stay uh, out of it! He shies back. It's fine. He kind of shoots you a confused, but genuinely perplexed look. She feels really bad for a moment, but she keeps her bitch face on, and she just sort of, like, like tries to sort of, like, get... She's making sure that someone stays between her so that she doesn't actually touch and hurt Lillison, but she's doing that, like, bro thing where the, she's like, I'm gonna fucking get you. Yeah, Metron will act as if, like, he's holding her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lillison. Yeah, he will get up and be like, we, we, we can talk this out. Ugh, I... Uh, she's just gonna, like, bury her face in uh, Deer's chest. And I'm tired of talking. I want her to speak with her fucking fists for once. Could talk this out before she fucking lied to us. 
I think it's a little, we're done with that. Earthen Deer pats her, pats her head melodramatically. There, there, darling. Lillison stands up and heads out towards the door, uh, you know, saying back over her shoulder, as if you had any qualms about taking Lady Wachter's gold. What is the principles? And uh, she heads out of the Blue Water Inn. Uh, That's right, you, you better know, run. Glancing around to see if there are any spies. As you do, first off, um, all right, make a perception check for me with disadvantage, please. That is a 16 with disadvantage. Holy shit! <laughs> um, looking around, you don't immediately see any evidence of anyone watching you. Um, though as you storm out, um, Metron, you do see, uh, you hear the door creaking upstairs and you see the uh, teenaged Vardika boy and the two young boys kind of peering out with wide eyes downstairs. But, Lillison, you don't see anyone outside. Okay. Yeah, Metron Metri just shoots a very concerned glance up at the boys uh, and then goes back to, turns his attention back to the fight, quote unquote, uh, happening outside. Is, is Kiva gonna come out and, uh, yeah, she's going to come. I'm trying. Unfortunately, um, my improvisational skills are like leaving me as this moment goes on. Um, but Kiva will, um, when Lillison mentions the like no qualms about taking gold, um, she will spit back. That's because I, I thought we were doing this as a group. You have ulterior motives. You've always had ulterior motives ever since that fucking house. Yeah, Metron will be like will be like yanking her by the arm, trying to pull her back to the tap room as uh, to let Lillison head upstairs. Yeah, and she's gonna like act, you know, not um not hurt Metron, but she is going to like make a show about trying to pull away and like swing at Lillison. Um, she's like, you think I'm scared of your fucking magic? You think I'm scared of that green fucking gas that you use? <sighs> Kiva, you are not scared of anything, and that will be your downfall. Are you threatening me? Lillison will ignore that and walk upstairs. All right, and upstairs Kiva's, you go. <laughs> yeah, Kiva's like following and still shouting, and now she's shouting uh, insults in Sylvan, <laughs> um, mixed in with like, um, <laughs> mixed in with also trying to look as well for like bats or little creepy crawlies or something. Um, as they're going upstairs, but she is shouting up a storm and stomping her feet and making a big show. All right, make a perception check with disadvantage. Uh, 16, uh, yeah, no, 14, 14. Nothing that immediately catches your attention. Okay, um, she'll probably go for, for a few minutes longer and then like, I don't, do we have the one room? Is that it? You have the yeah. one room, yes. You can fucking sleep outside for all I care. And she, like, cuts in front of Lilith and then, like, slams the door. So are you, are you like, chasing up ahead? Because Lilith was trying to go to the room to write her letter. Oh, right. Fuck. Never mind. I'm going to retcon that. I'm going to retcon that. All good? All good? Um, yeah. I forgot that that's what the plan was. Um, then, yeah. Pull she, you she's going to... Gonna... the tap room if you want. Yeah. 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 So she would, she's going to keep cursing and stuff, but she's going to she's gonna finally relent and let Metrigon carry the you know, letter back in. And the door slams shut behind you. Um, and you see, emerging from the kitchen, holding a tray full of several 
uh, mugs of wine, a very shell-shocked looking Danica. Should I come back later? No. Oh, no, now's the perfect time. Uh, thank you, love. And uh, Metran will take the tray from her and carry it to the table. She doesn't even respond. She's just kind of like staring, standing there, staring at you. You just like take the tray from her hands and her, like her hands are still there. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, he'll set it down and uh, start to disperse the, the mugs. Good Lord. Well, Good. I think, look, if, if the Marjakovs bought it, then maybe, maybe he will too. I bought it, and I'm actually angry at her. Well, I mean, you know, when you've got this horrible anger inside of you, it's easy to tap into it every once in a while. I suppose. As you say this, Danica steps up uh, beside Amity and kind of tugs on her shoulder. Really, is, is everything all right? I heard the Baroness's name a few times. I... On, I think maybe just a few drinks. I, she kind of hopelessly gestures toward Metreon, when I was at the tray on the table. Oh, oh right. Uh, don't worry about it yourself. Amity doesn't feel good about this, but yeah, she's she's just gonna go down and take a drink. Danica just kind of stares after the door for a second, uh, her eyes flickering up as she sees Lillison vanish into the room, sighs, and then turns around and heads back into the kitchen, shaking her head. God, I, I wish she didn't have to. It's horrible being around folks who are fighting like this. I wish she didn't have to be part of it. <sighs> yeah. You feel pretty confident, if that was what you chose to do, that uh, Dag and Adrian just heard your comment? That was very quiet. Okay, then they did not hear your comment. Okay. It's hard to modulate volume while still letting the stream hear. All good. Okay. Erythrindir kind of looks after everything, apparently having to pull himself out of that kind of zone, and then shakes himself. So, Amdi, it's your birthday tomorrow. It's 21, right? <laughs> uh, yep, 21. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, I suppose it's a bit of a moot point, but is there anything you want? Um, I guess I'm, I'm not sure if there's really room for, for anyone to be buying gifts or anything, so don't worry about that. I was going to ask for maybe a day without any, you know, downer talk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can certainly do that for myself, and I'm, I'm so sorry that that's something you feel like you need to ask for as a present. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, we're, we're, we're all sick of this. I mean, when we all get out, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of working through. Just, you know. I do. But even so, if it gets to be too much, let let us know, alright? Like, you have a right to be comfortable, even if the rest of us are angry. That doesn't mean we have to be in that place all the time. I, I know, I know, but I also want you to be comfortable. I, and I felt like I, I had to do what I just did. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. You can't only say good things. I mean, you've got to be honest about the bad things or they're not going to go away. Yeah. I mean, openness and honesty is important. Damn right. It is. Thank you. And I'll be happy to give you that present. Thank you. Earthendeer takes a long draught from his mug and then looks at Matreon. Hey, I know after today, you probably don't want hide nor hair of me, but if I can help with burying the father, let me know, right? I've, I'm, a, I'm a good hand with a spade. I've done it before. Uh, Metreon, who had his mug up to his face, but was also holding in his other hand uh, the wineskin, uh, sets the mug down and puts the wineskin next, next to it. Uh, he opens up his bag and looks down at the uh, the jar of ashes in it. Of No, I got it. I think I, I can handle it. All right. Just one doffer. Least I can do after today. I mean, on the plus side, we, we know these things can die, and now we've seen it. Yeah. And we've got the power to do it, too. Means the next time some like what happened at the church happen, we can stop it. That's, I don't know, but that, that'll help me trance a bit better at night if I'm ever going to trance well again. Uh, he smiles and puts his armor on Amdi. Boy, I, it's a good thing we haven't started the no downer talk thing yet, because we've had a day. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know we... We just have to get it all out of our systems tonight. All right. Speaking of which, uh, is there anything you want to get out of it while we're here? <laughs> you know, before we go into Amity's birthday in which these things are not allowed, you know, get it out. Tell me my hair looks funny. Two drink minimum. Two drink minimum. Oh, I'm already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Earthen Deer will down his. Honestly, yeah. surprise, Metron. It's only your first one. Uh, Metron, uh, as he's chugging on the one mug of wine, just jingles the uh, uh, the wineskin in his hand. Ah, what do we call that in college? Pre-gaming. Good, good call. Yeah, pre-game is a word for it. So, uh, I feel like. I feel like it's kind of awkward to talk about anything right now. It's such a weird combination of emotions. I mean, you know, we was, well, I was sad and miserable, still am, but I mean, for some reason, I feel like after we talked about it, it felt a little lighter. And I, I, I can't reckon I've, I've ever felt that before. Yeah, is this what you do? You talk about things and they, they feel better or worse? What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Um, it's, I mean, doesn't always work out, but yeah. Oh, so it does a spell or something then? 
Nope. Ugh. Amity whacks Metreon with his tail. <laughs> he uh, slumps over a bit. Ow! And uh, as he recovers, he starts to reach over and pull out, pulls out Truffle and puts uh, puts him in his lap if he'll allow him. Truffle does not mind and seems to appreciate the attention. Yeah, he'll just uh, he'll keep Truffle in his lap as he's drinking, petting him like a cat. Yeah, Truffle's trying to get like little laps of your wine. <laughs> he'll give him some. <laughs> but yeah, no, it does feel better. I mean, it's one of those things that seems obvious, but in a place like this, we kind of, or I've noticed for me at least, it'll be that like, there's so much stuff that happens so fast that like, I forget to even talk about it and then get surprised when it whacks at me. Like, I've killed eight people this week. I still haven't really had time to think about that. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. Oh, good lord. He takes another draw out of his second cup. And, like, what gets me, too, is that... Uh, speaking of magic, I... I, pr I always promised myself, after what happened to Ofstra, that I'd never do that sort of thing. You know, the fire and the gouts of lightning and poison and all that. You know, take what I needed for self-defense... Use my magic for healing and for making people better. No manipulating, no murdering, and certainly no blowing people up. Amazing how that, how fast that evaporated in the face of people I care about actually being threatened, huh? Yeah, it had to be real wild, you know. Uh, I mean, how was it? I mean, that was a lot of power. That was. A lot of power from what I take. I mean, I'm no scholar or nothing on the arcane arts, but that was pretty heavy duty stuff. Earth looks down. It's. I don't know. It's a lot. It's something I've played with before. I told Delson this, but power. Power comes fairly easily, but channeling it like that, that much... I... I didn't like how easy it was. I always thought it'd be something that just... some monumental decision, but... No. We... There were a bunch of berserkers attacking us, and Kiva and y'all were about to be overwhelmed, so I just flicked my wrist... I spell out the glyph, and four people burn to death. Well, you know what to say. Desperation makes killers of us all, and uh, Metreon uh, raises his glass as if to toast, and then takes a sip. I don't really want to toast that. But I will. Until Clank. I just... I don't know. I'd hope I, you know, with everything I've already had to do here, that I could at least get to have one principle left. But, uh, no, about the only thing I haven't done is use mind-controlling magic on somebody, and that's because I don't know any. Just gets at me. 
Like I'm like the person I pretended to be, the, you know, noble fucking scholar who squirreled away in his cabin and always fought for what people wanted and fought for history. Is just as much a murderer as the fucking Thayans, as long as you put him in a situation where it's fight or die. Just makes me sick. Yeah, I could see why. So, uh, on this, just because I'm unfamiliar with them, birthdays. Uh, Amity, uh, since uh, you seem to want to uh, lighten the mood, uh, what was your favorite birthday? Oh, um, hmm. Oh, that, that's a that's a tricky question. I don't know if I've had any real standouts, but maybe can I just say the general period? Maybe eight to five years ago, or so. It's just nice having you know the whole family around, and mom, my mother, baking a little cake, and yeah. What about you? And uh, he points his pointer and middle finger at uh, Randy and Kiva, respectively. Aerith almost doesn't catch the question as he just kind of looks over at Amity and wraps her in a hug. I, uh, age 39. 39th. They let you drink early in Ostra, but not that early. And thus far, I'd only had, like, you know, little sips of rum and all that, but Kristoff, my mentor, he brought me down to a bar and we spent the whole day singing sea shanties off tune and fishing and all that. And it was a cute sailor, kissed me on the cheek. It was, it was nice, you know, not anything extraordinary in retrospect, but it was the year before things just broke. My favorite birthday present, and he says, um, pulling yourself together slightly, uh, would have to be this, of course. Uh, she says, putting her spell focus book on the table. I've had it for a long time now, so it's a little tattered. Where'd you get it? Uh, like oh. I said, birthday present. Or from uh, who? Right, so my mother bought it from the um temple like a, a copy so that i would have my own little copy of all the the fairy tales and it even had um space for me to write in new ones that's that's wonderful you, you mentioned that temple before is that like little library that you'd shut yourself in and read the fairy tales till the pages crackled <laughs> yeah it, it did have a little library um i don't know about shutting myself in but it's pretty close. Oh, nerd. <laughs> oh, I've, I've added a lot of <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. But I wasn't a book kid. At least I have that. You want? I know if you'd believe it or not. I'm really not that much of a reader. I, I know it's sacrilege, but I just I guess like books are so much in less interesting than people like somebody writes something down and it's like they get to distill 
whatever they want to say on paper and it's nice but like if you just talk to them you get to ask clarifying questions and hear about their life and it's just much more pleasant okay kiva same question um i guess you're probably gonna laugh it's a it's a cheesy answer but um like i said i never really kept track of birthdays uh you know before and uh it always my mom uh passed away um giving birth to me so i i always felt sort of like bad luck to celebrate it you know so i just sort of forgot about it but um when my daughter was born i felt like i was too you know like i like i i i made this perfect thing you know and i felt like when she was born, I was reborn. So, um, that was the best birthday, I think. Was was hers. Was she blue, like you? Uh, she had the hair that she had was blue, but she, um, no, she actually, uh, skin like Lillison. Um, hmm. maybe a little warmer, um, you know, not as, uh, not as pale, obviously, but you know, um, yeah, but she did have my hair and, and she had my eyes and the ears, obviously the, the half elf ears. Oh, oh, so your partner was human. I didn't know. Yes. Uh, regrettably so. He winces. Yeah. I, I, I gathered enough from implication. She sounds wonderful. She was, uh, she was the most beautiful girl. I mean, just... She didn't cry when she was born, either. It was so strange, I was worried that something went wrong. She just looked up with me with her big blue eyes, and I... I swear to God, she was smiling. <laughs> uh, as she got older, she, she cried, but... um. You know, that day it was like, I don't know, it was special. Well, I'd say I'm a bit jealous, you know, uh, what with uh, my only birthday party having been after I killed someone. But uh, this has been very illuminating. Maybe when I get out of here, I'll figure out this birthday thing and I don't know. Have one that doesn't involve uh, twig blights and druids and all that. Yeah, next year we'll do it properly. Nice bit of wine. Nice bit of wine. Beautiful night. He says very quietly. Ismark jumping out of a cake. It'll be fun. Oh, Ismark is the cake. Uh, Ismark looks over. What? Someone? Nothing. Nothing. Right. He goes back to nursing his drink. Uh, and at this point, Metreon, uh using Ismark's shoulder as leverage starts to get up. Uh, I'll be back. I'm going to make sure she's doing okay. And he tilts his head upward. Good idea. Just be sure you don't accidentally mess with the plan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with that, he'll go up and see Lillison. He will see that Lillison is seated in front of a table with, you know, a completely blank piece of paper on it as she's just staring at it. 
Writer's block. You could say that, yes. Well. I heard a tip once. Uh, there was this trick I had. He was a writer. Uh, he used to say that uh, when he got clogged up, he would just write and write and write. And then he'd step away from it and then come back to it and then cross out all the shitty bits and you know, fill them back in with, with good stuff. I don't know if that helps. I don't. I'm not much of a writer myself. When you say trick, what do you mean? Uh, a customer. Wilson kind of frowns a little bit, but evidently decides to let it go. And as uh, as he finishes that up, he starts to knock on the wall in Thieves' Camp. Are you ready to talk? She replies the same way, I suppose. We all know that you died down there. What did you see when you went? I don't know what I saw. I heard voices offering me another chance. What did they say? They asked if I consented. And you did? I did. Did they say anything else after you consented? They seemed overjoyed. Uh... Just because of habit, uh, I'd like to see if there's some way I can tell if she's telling the truth. By the all means, truth, rather. Check. It's going to be a big old natural 20, 21. All right. Do I need to roll anything? I mean, are you being deceitful? Are you leaving anything out? I'm leaving something out, but I'm not uh, being deceitful. That's what he was looking for. He wanted to see if you were leaving something yeah. out. I would say make a deception check. 25. God damn it. <laughs> Not even Seems my to be best. pretty upfront. Seems to be sharing what she knows. You know, there's there's she's not really flinching. She's just very just tapping in a very regular pattern. Literally a plus plus fifteen on that. That's crazy. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, he will. Uh, he'll tap back. Uh, thank you for your candor, your honesty. I hope that over time as this continues we can continue to trust each other and if not at least act like it she smiles at him at that just an actual wide genuine smile Right then. Uh, you got some wine on your ship, by the way. Yes, yes, I know. I suppose it would be out of character if I were to ask Erthrindir to take care of that. Yeah, probably. If you two had gotten into it, though, who do you think would win? Uh, you or Kiva? Oh, Kiva, for, for sure. She could probably snap me in half. Yeah. 
it's those stars, you know, she's crushing man's skull with them. But anyway, uh, I'm going back downstairs. You finish your report, I suppose. And, uh, yeah. And uh, Metron just gives sort of an awkward shrug, uh, gesturing over to the blank sheet of paper and the stationery and uh, does a little bit of a salute to Lillison and starts to walk out. Lillison will watch him go. And yeah, I'll join the others. Rejoin the others, rather. When Metreon rejoins us in the tap room, Amity will say, all right, do you know how, Odia, you were talking about how if you say something, then it makes everything, you know, it makes it feel better. Uh, yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, earlier... I was asking if you wanted to hear all the the darkest secrets and I, you know, it's just been rolling around in my head since then. And, uh, I think it'd be easier if I just said them so that it stopped rolling around in my head. Well, by all means. All right. Have all of you had two drinks, so? I'm on the third. Uh, I only had the one and a half, but I'll get there, don't worry. It's on credit. I, I threw my drink at Lillison's face, so um, but I'll just pretend that I had two. Herthram do will pass her half of his. All right, but you're you're gonna have to pretend really hard. Um, all right, so there's there's two really. Ah, all right, I've practiced saying these. Right, here's the first one. So, a bunch of years ago some werewolves attacked Morning Fleet. And I ran inside my house and jammed the door. And then, later, when my sister was pounding on the door, I didn't run down and open it because I was too scared that a werewolf would catch me. And it went on for like three or four minutes so with every second that passed, I knew I could have gone down and safely opened the door like 15 seconds ago. What happened after? You know. I mean, I've... where did you go after that? How did you deal with it? I, I didn't go anywhere. I just had to deal with it. Is that part of why you was on the road? Not, not directly, but I guess it, everything that I've done makes me who I am, right? I suppose. All right, well, the other one, and you're going to have to pretend really hard for this, Kiva, that you've had two drinks. Um, well, I, and I, I mean, I hope I wouldn't do this now. Uh, I mean, who can say? But back in Dead House, uh, when, when you, Kiva, were offering to sacrifice yourself on the altar, I didn't say anything because I secretly hoped that someone would do that so that we could leave.
that dark secrets gone. They're not secrets anymore. I mean, love, that's not really a dark secret. So I appreciate your honesty, but I, that's not something to feel bad about. It yeah, I mean, a, I had oh. situation. Great. I was ready I'm, to do it myself. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you responded that way. Oh man, talking about that did did make it better. No, 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 don't. I mean, I wouldn't have offered if I wasn't serious. I mean, you know, and Metron was going to kill me. So, like, I, no, don't worry. That's nothing. Yeah, I mean, if it meant having to get out of there, it's you know. It was me and uh, me and her at the time. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd be as. Uh, and he starts to look over at Kiva sheepishly. I, I don't know if I'd be able to make the same decision so quickly now. You're welcome. Well, you know, thank you. But I, all I also say, you know, as doesn't want me to do this anymore. But uh, you know, there's some habits you can't break, and and always if it. If it means you guys getting out over me, I mean, you know, that's not a question. You guys have lives and and love now. And she's like, looks at Amity and Earth and Deer and like, I want you to be happy. And if you, you know, if, if, if it means that I have to, you know, make sure that you guys are happy, then it'll be worth it. You know what I'm saying? Not in the way that it was in Death House, but, you know, I care about you all and... That's that's it, I guess. And you'll understand if I feel precisely the same way, I'm going to be a stubborn bastard about making sure the same applies to you. You've got a life to live. You've got a lot of life to live, Kiva. And I know that may sound like a death sentence on certain days, but there's... There's a lot out there. And you're a bright goddamn soul. I, I'm not, I don't really want to die, but I want to make sure that you and all of you get lives that are better than this. Kiva just gives a sort of like sideways glance at Esmeralda and just says, well, I've got a compelling reason to get out of here in one piece, I think. She smirks back. But doesn't reply. She just uh, takes a drink from her glass. Good. And oh, she wasn't meaning for that to for as well to notice, <laughs> but that, that fills her with a little heart flutter. <laughs> Hold on. How's how, I need to roll an insight check? How's this gaydar doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's off the charts. Nineteen on a plus Yay. zero. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say you're picking on a little bit of vibes. Oh, you've got a. <laughs> You've got some to go home. You've got some to keep going for, do you? Potentially, potentially, not anything certain, and certainly oh. not something that's going on when there are more pressing matters at hand. Earth and dear. I don't know. There's plenty of pressing matters, but I've still told this woman she's fucking wonderful and kisses Amity on the cheek. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, I'm just. You don't know how happy I am that you, um, all responded to my dark secrets that way because i mean maybe it's just all the fairy tales but i you know with all the heroic heroes but i was thinking for the longest time that maybe i'm not a good person like i'm 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 evil but 
for you, for you to just say that it's fine and it's normal, that means so much to me. Empty, good and, and evil can't be defined that simply, you know. Uh, even someone like Strahd, people like aren't born that way, you know. It's a series of, of decisions, but not any one decision, maybe for him, but for most normal non-vampires, it's it's no one decision curses you to a life of evil, and no one decision makes you a, a hero. It's it's complicated, and you, I mean, knowing you the way I do now, sometimes, yeah, you have to make choices to survive, but that doesn't make you any less good than you are or kind, or noble, or smart, it, you know, you've been a, a bright spot for all of us, especially Arthur Deer, but all of us here. That's goodness, that's kindness, and that's you. Your Amity. <sighs> Amity sort of, like, melts, um, and I guess she almost uh, goes to, like, hug Kiva in her slight drunkenness, but then she looks back at Aerithrindir and she pulls back. I, go for it. Why would I care? Does Kiva accept the cuddle? I mean, yeah, of course she accepts the cuddle. What is this? Just a few seconds of a little melting with a you know, little bit of tears in there. And then I'm her glass. This is Truffle still curled up in Metreon's lap like a cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like yeah, bleeding for a little bit, and now he's just like tucked his little legs underneath him. He's looking very pleased. Aww. He's been kind of dozing, actually. Little baby. <laughs> we love It is something to watch a full-size pig be curled up like a cat. Oh, I mean, isn't he? He's pretty small, right? Like he's still. Yeah, like, uh... no, but he's still a boy. I thought he was like a teacup pig. <laughs> yeah, that's he's my head cannon. That's up to Linus, but uh, regardless, Esmeralda eyes her glass, uh, downs the rest of it. Aizen, so from what I'm hearing, we've got to probably got a bit of a date for yes? Yeah. We talked to the bird. Hmm. Well, assuming it won't uh, mess anything up with uh, our plan, I might head upstairs myself then and uh, <sighs> take some time to rest. Good plan. Go sleep. You deserve it. You're a legend, a rock, just a real stunner. All right, you. And she uh, sets it down and pats you on the shoulder and uh, makes her way upstairs. She's so cool. Who I get to be that cool? I need like three swords and a cool wand and I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe when you're resurrected, when you die, you'll come back as someone cool. Oh, shush. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, is Metreus. there anything more you'd like to do in the Blue Water Inn? Uh, Metreon, when uh, folks start to wind down, uh, is actually just going to stay in the tap room for a bit with, with Truffle, sipping on his, his wine. Yeah. As things start to kind of, as folks start to trickle upstairs... Erythrindir's joviality kind of turns, and he catches a nervous look at Amity. 
Hey, uh, can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, what is it? Can you stay with me tonight? I, after <laughs> everything. Yes. Oh, oh. He blushes hotly. I mean, I, I just after everything, I want to, I, I don't want to be alone. Of course. Oh, huh. Yeah, no, sorry. I just had to, you used to ask to make sure that he'd be home. I, I'm not used to just that being a, thank you. Right, well, uh, well uh, you know, I, I haven't been having any of those prophetic dreams recently. Hopefully I didn't just, like, lose it. Well. I, I, I'd, I'd imagine not. You're still doing the stuff with the stories, right? You've still got power. And frankly, I think it's your birthday. You're owed a night without horrible dreams, yes? That's a good point. And I'll do my best to help, you provi help provide you with that. Which I wish I could do. God, I need to work on that spell. What spell? There's a there's a thing that some bars can do that means they can send dreams to other people. I'd been planning to learn to cast that so I could, you know, as a nice present when you I knew you need some sleep, I could replace whatever horrible dreams you're having with a nice one so that you could have a bit of a better time. But I don't think I'm going down that path anymore. I don't think I'm going to be able to learn it. All right, that don't don't worry. That's don't worry about that. I I can handle my dreams. That yeah, we're going down a a, a more co cooler path. <laughs> Earth kind of looks at her. Well, while we're saying things that are getting it out, he reaches into his bag and pulls out the six little scraps of paper, which he lays out on the table. And I'd say anyone who's still down here, Metrion or Kiva, would be able to see this too. Yeah. I've... I, I, I'm, I lied to you a bit earlier, during Kresk, about that magic armor spell. I've been trying to learn to be a wizard. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I stole some spells from Victor's spellbook a few nights ago, and I've been trying to learn to cast them ever since. You uh, saw the result of that with uh, the fireball this morning. I, I guess I don't know exactly what what this means, but um, that was a, a really cool fireball. So he winces. Thank you. I, and I, I, I don't expect you to. It means more to me than it probably will to any of y'all. It's just, I guess I just wanted to be honest about it. You know, if I'm going <laughs> to change my path and betray my old principles and the aim of getting us out of here, then no sense in hiding it. But thanks for being nice about it. I don't know why I would be mean about it. I mean, it's a big undertaking. 
It is. Just more that, like, I... Whatever. It's... It, 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 I guess... I guess, of course you don't care. Why would you care? I guess I just imagined that this kind of path I was on, the whole idea that I was only using magic in a way that would never hurt anybody, that I was so careful, that me straying for that would be a bigger deal. But I, I care. I, I don't just not care about what you do. Don't take I, it that way. No, no, that's not what I mean. I'm, I mean more that, like, I thought that's why folks were... <laughs> I know that... I know this is silly, bear in mind. But I, I, I couldn't help but think that, like, that's why folks were okay with me. That I'd just always work hard to make sure that I never hurt anybody as best I can. It's just kind of like... <sighs> I, I guess it's finding out that you've been staying indoors for three years because you're afraid if you're going to help people ta catch a terrible disease, but then you step outside and there was never anything at all. That I'm... That I just... I could, I could have just, I didn't need to worry about all that. It's like Kiva said, you don't gotta be good every step of the way. You've just got to do the best you can. Oh, that reminds me, I'm looking to become a warlock, actually. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Who's a? I I will I will say for all we're being about acceptance, I, I am gonna be choosy about your patron. Don't get like a fay or anything like that. Well, you can choose Excuse patrons. Me, what, what exactly is wrong with fay? Well, you can choose I, patrons. They're. I I say this as half as an elf. They're awful. They're duplicitous. They're the they're the worst. My mother was a fay, and I'm sure she was a lovely lady. But like fay mortals, oil, water. Look, I'm descended from one of the kinder tricksters. So, you know, we are, we're not all bad in the oh. Fae. We just like a joke. Uh, yes. Jokes. That's what they're known for. Jokes. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> my, 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 I have some relatives. They've got stories from their grandparents, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to impugn. Is it true that they steal children? Like, you know, little kids? Uh, some of them do. Um, I knew, I mean, there's always, like, the changeling stories and stuff like this, you know, but, um, we, at least the court that my family served didn't do any of that as far as, you know, as far as we know. Wait, wait uh, you've been to the Feywild then? Well, I mean, only as as a baby. I was I was born there. I, you were born, Kiva. That's incredible. I mean, I just I mean, that's where my mom was from, and so I, you know. But when she died, we had to leave because, you know, um, well, I could have stayed, but my dad couldn't have stayed without, obviously, my mom being alive. He was the 
the chai, you know, the Thai, um, but he didn't want to leave without me. So he, he, he decided to take us both. Uh, oh. And we left. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, he always told me, uh, you know, one day I could go back. I have, I have, um, a home there, um, my mother's home, and, you know, um, my family, obviously, the extended family, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how to get there. I'm not even sure how we left, so it's not really something that I ever really put much stock in. Well, I can help with that. I know a lot of very smart magicians, and a lot of very dumb magicians who happen to have tremendous amount of skill unfortunately i can if you if that i can get you in touch with some people yeah if, if um yeah i think uh and she sort of like uh does like a look upstairs generally and it's just like i think you know it could be cool to uh to travel and stuff yeah yeah we'll get you a tune in fork it'll it'll be fine you, you deserve to that oh that's wonderful Born in the Feywild. No wonder you're cool. I mean, you're cool for a lot of reasons, but you're, you know, you're strong no, I, as hell. No, I and... absolutely think the, the fairy thing is is what gives me the, the sort of uh, cool factor. Are you kidding? You, like, you spit in Strahd's face a few days ago. Yeah, but it's really easy to do that. He's very ugly. Is it? None of the rest of us have done it. Ah, you know. I mean, look, I can teach you how. It's I, really, really I, I'm not asking for a tutorial. I just meant more that, like, you've got a spark. I know you talk about your anger a lot, but, like, there's a vitality in you that, and a, just a passion. It's wonderful. Don't don't discount that. Maybe no, I I don't. I think I think I get that from from my mom. So it's good to hold on to. Good. She sounds lovely. Uh, and now you see why I don't drink very often. Three cups in, and I start getting everyone's family histories. Lightweight. Shh. <sighs> Look, Metrion, I... It's been, like, 50 years. Give me a break. The liver's had time to heal. Yeah, Metrion, uh... Gives him a little bit of a half smile uh, and goes back to the wine. Kiva would probably actually turn in after this discussion um, and just sort of head upstairs, giving everyone a uh, a nice, pleasant good night before she departs the tap room. Yeah, no, Mamity or Berthrin Deer will gladly go up fairly soon afterward. Yeah, Metro okay. will, will watch as you guys go up, but he's he's just going to stay down there and drink till he passes out in the, in the tap room. Alright, sounds easy enough. And with that, each of you retires to your cramped and crowded chamber, some of you setting up in the tap room, others upstairs. Uh, Lillison, is there anything you're doing with your communications? Lillison will think for a very, very long time before putting pen to paper and writing out a short report for Strahd. 
Okay. You have it uh, written down on parchment, uh, sealed if you'd like. Uh, anything in particular you'd like to do with it? Um, she is going to poke her head out the window and see if she can spot anything that looks like it's a messenger for Strahd. Make a perception check with disadvantage. That is a 22 with disadvantage. Okay, looking through the darkness, you do in fact see a small bat hanging on the very edge of the roof, uh, all the way toward the road, away from you. Okay, uh, where were these perception checks before? Um, she will lean kind of halfway out the window and extend the little scroll towards it. Okay, uh, the bat glances toward you, chirps quietly, and then flutters over to Nabbit. As it does, Aerithrin, you're downstairs. Uh, before you head up, you hear the distant scream from the alarm you set up. Ow, okay. God damn it! He looks over at the others. Well, it started. That's the first report. The bat flutters over and gingerly takes your rolled up parchment uh, in its claws and then just carefully turns toward the night and takes off, flapping its wings and before long vanishing into the misty skies over top Falaki. It's not long after that you hear footsteps coming up the stairs from below and the others who have chosen to join you in the chamber come up as well for their night's rest. All right. Is there anything more you'd like to do or is everyone turning in for the evening? Pass now. Heck yeah. Okay. With that, the lot of you turn in for the evening, preparing yourselves for the day to come. And that is where we will end it for today. Another wholesome adventure. Just an easy day, you know, really easy session. Yeah, family friendly, um, PG, yeah, just good. Just, you know, rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> We're like a Lisa Frank painting just come to life. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. I am amused we've now ended three separate sessions with all of us getting just wasted at the blue water end and going to bed. Excuse we, me, all? Most of That's us. That's what Chris Perkins actually intended for this uh, module. Mm. That's what he wanted. Unfortunately, it's the last time you'll, you'll be able to do it. <gasps> yeah, Have I we figured, actually yeah. consumed all the wine? Uh, they didn't have much. Oh, but I there's feel bad. Gym. How long will it take to turn that gym into more wine? Uh, Ten why years. don't you ask? <laughs> well, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll handle it in episode. Kiva can purify the, the ruined wine, though, now. You mean so, the wine that Davian threw out the second he realized it was poisoned? Well, that's on Davian. That's not Kiva's fault. Yeah, exactly. well, he shouldn't have been so hasty. <laughs> someone take the water into wine uh, spell. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure someone could do it. And we, we do have a means to get wine back to Barovia. It's just weird. Oh, speaking of wine, um, can can Littleson get a quick prestidigitation from Erythrindir when he comes up to like clean the wine off her dress? He doesn't? No, he hates that spell. <laughs> oh, no. I would say you can oh, get no. Esmeralda to do it if you'd like. Okay, thank you. Yeah, she's the one who cares about her appearance. 
All of us are just scum. (laughs) We're rude. Beautiful. Well, thank you to everyone for joining us today. As always, we will see you back in the mists next week. Until then, let the truth shine light into dark places and take care.